0: Forty-six. All right. I'm going to read. Let me say this. I'm going to read this. <clears throat> we'll pray. We'll sit down. We've got a little video presentation of just some pictures of the past uh, of the church. 23 years is hard to document. It's only five and a half minutes. So, uh, But there'll just be little clips here and there. So uh, that's going to take place after we read here. Verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. All right, let's pray here. Father, we love you. We are thankful to be in your house this morning. We pray that the Holy Spirit would teach instruct, counsel, give hope. Give hope to every person in the room. You are the light of the world. There is hope in you, and I pray, Father, that everyone here would know that you hold your hand out waiting to give them hope, to give them strength, to give them encouragement, to guide them, to direct them. There is no problem that we face that you cannot solve. There's no question that we have that you cannot answer. There's no mountain in our lives that cannot be moved without, that you cannot move. You are able to move it. And so I'm asking, Lord, that you'd help people to be mindful of that. Bless our time in your word. Bless the special music. Bless the the video that we're going to look at here for a moment, we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. No evening service, remember. And no evening service. Now listen, if you've got to go, you've got to use the bathroom, there's nothing worse than being stuck in the middle of the sanctuary, during, and you wonder if that preacher's going to go on and on and on? while well, you have bowels of mercy. I mean, that's a bad day right there. I recommend if you have any inkling, well, I should be careful on the phraseology. If you have any feeling, you should sit in the back is what you should do. Set yourself in a position where you can sneak out and sneak in. We do have speakers throughout the building. So you can hear this. Oh, we do have cameras, too. Not in the bathrooms. <laughs> Not in the bathrooms. Maybe we need to move on to the sermon at hand. Well, we've all gathered together, so uh, let's see what we got in the handy-dandy sermon book here. So we read two passages of Scripture, and uh, I, I am just, as I said last week, I am fascinated... At how much Jesus can say with so few words. I mean, he can say, he can give us two verses, and yet in those two verses, he can give us the wisdom to change our lives for good. For good. I was thinking in uh, our Sunday school class, and sometimes when I'm speaking, there are things that come out that were not in the notes a lot. For better or for worse, for richer or for poorer. Uh, Anyways, and I, I just thought, what a blessing. The Lord Jesus unlocked the prison gate for humanity. We all had a death sentence. You understand that? We were all on death row. Every single one of us were on death row. And the Lord Jesus, He didn't just unlock the gate. He paid the warden. He suffered the consequence. And the release is available available for you and I to leave. And many of you who have received him as your Savior, hallelujah, you're outside of the prison gate. And I was thinking, the Lord loved us so much, and he loved humanity so much. He was willing to do that even for those who wouldn't leave the prison gate, who chose to remain in the prison gate and experience their own death sentence. They didn't have to. They don't have to. Jesus paid it all. All to him we owe. You know, that's wonderful. We see how much he loved us there, how much, how much he cares for us. This passage, uh, you know, I'll get to it here in a minute. In this little parable, and of course, the Lord in this particular chapter, he gives us these seven parables. All right, is this, am I good to go? I can, I can freelance now. I like that. So if I can get your mind with me for just a moment, let's, just, let's try to visualize this merchant. Jesus says uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant who went looking for goodly pearls, like uh, real valuable pearls. Pearls. Expensive, pricey, high quality pearls. And it says that uh, he found one. As a matter of fact, he didn't find pearls, plural. He found a pearl, singular. He found this pearl of great price. As a matter of fact, it was so valuable in his eyes, it was so high quality in his eyes. Let me say this, it had so much potential in his eyes. As a matter of fact, apparently the price on it was almost outside of his reach and his ability, but he realized, you know, if I sell everything I have, I'll have enough to buy that. So in essence, in essence, this merchant after getting a look at this particular pearl, he said, you know, I think it's worth it. He sold all of his possessions. That's what it says. He sold everything he had. He received the funds, the currency, the gold or whatever, to purchase this pearl. Now, Some things we got to ask ourselves about this. That's a big swap. Can you imagine something valuable enough for you to sell your house, your car, everything of value in your life uh, to purchase it? I would say this. This is my opinion. I'm going to throw an opinion out here. and If you disagree, just say, I disagree. Okay? Just say it. Just say it. I don't care. I'll say, okay, then give me your feet on it. But... I believe he understood the potential value of it. Because in essence, if, if it costs this much, to some of us we'd say, well, it's like equal value, but now you're losing all of this stuff for that one thing. Why would you, why would you do that for something of equal value? A merchant, a merchant is not in it for equal value, right? They're in it for a bargain. Hey, uh, so an old, an old friend of mine, this guy was a bargainer. This is a true story. This is one of the most amazing bargains I'd ever heard. Nick Savage. Years ago, Nick was a wheeler and dealer on eBay. Remember eBay? Are they still around? Okay, so he was a wheeler and dealer on eBay. And, I mean, this is how he made his livelihood. He, he was a buyer and a seller. He found this i believe at a garage sale it was a box of indianapolis ice paraphernalia from the early 80s late 70s and in that box was a bulletin that had the indianapolis ice team and wayne gretzky was on there i don't know much about hockey but i know who wayne gretzky is and i know he played hockey I didn't even realize he went through Indianapolis. How many of you knew he went through Indianapolis? Some of you did. Okay, yeah, yeah. The great Gretzky went through Indianapolis. So uh, Nick, Nick found this. Missy, do you know this story? This is amazing. Nick found this, and he realized I got something. He paid five bucks for this box. Five dollars. And he put it on eBay. He got $1,500 out of that. Now there's a bargain for you there. Mercy. Now it's not like he had to spend all he had to get that little box, but that fella he knew what he was looking for. I believe this merchant knew what he was looking for, though, can you imagine, other people may have seen that pearl. Other people may have looked at that pearl, didn't think twice. They probably thought, yeah, the price is way too high for me, but they didn't see the upside of it. Oh, no! They weren't going to invest that much in it, not at all, but this merchant he was going to pay it all, and he did he got it that's Jesus said the kingdom of heavens like that. you see there's a life truth here there's a secret to life in this passage it's just it's simple it's on the surface it's simple and i and yet i we need to know it. we need to be reminded of it you see uh <coughs> Learning to exchange the valuable for the more valuable. I know, that doesn't sound deep. I don't want it to be too deep. There's a lot of things we hold as dear in this life, and some of them are very, very dear. I have no doubt. I wouldn't begrudge you of what you hold dear. But There are some things that the evidence tells us you can't go without these things they are like the top of the list valuable. Like they're worth the exchange. They're worth the price. Let me keep it real surface for a moment, okay? Real surface. I know I might sound like a motivational speaker here. I don't care. But eventually, but I'm going to be doctrinally correct. I believe, personally, and I think, I believe the scriptures tell us that, you know, our marriage, our marriage, a good marriage is worth the price. I believe, uh, I believe it costs to have a good marriage. Hello? You see, remember that wedding altar, remember when you said... uh, Uh, forsaking all others. Remember that? And then she said it, and you realized, it's just me. What you were doing was, you were making an exchange for what you believed was a pearl of great price. You see, because the reality is this, whatever you give yourself to, Whatever you give yourself to, to you, it's a pearl of great price. Whether it is to somebody else or not. But I would say this in regards to marriage, it's worth it. Is it work? You know, I, a, a good marriage, we just it's not the result of an absence of, absence of problems. How many can testify to that? <laughs> it's the result of learning to work through those problems. It really is. It really is. Now listen, I know some of you say, well, I'm not married right now. Well, hold the coffee. I've got other stuff to share with you that would be a blessing if you just hang out. Just don't go anywhere. But I'm talking to the whole crowd. and I, By the way, I believe God's concerned about our marriages. As a matter of fact, it was the first institute He ever created. Adam and Eve. And he talked about marriage there, right there in Genesis 2. Leaving mother and father, forsaking all others, and cleaving unto one another. That, that's what he said there. It's pretty important. It's God's plan. And I'm telling you, it, there is nothing like it. There's nothing like working out through this, the problems. I, you live long enough, you look back and say, Man, I'm glad I didn't throw in the towel back there. As you get older, it's like a lot of things that back now, they don't bother me that bothered me back then. It's like, that was so trivial. That <laughs> was just so trivial. But that's worth investing in. Oh, here's, here's some other stuff, and I know this is going to sound like, what are you, a motivational speaker or something? Just, it's all, it's all right. I'm for it. You know, I think your health, if you're able to take care of yourself, that's a good investment. Taking care of yourself. I know some of you are saying, oh, don't get on that. I'm starting Monday. I'm starting Monday. <laughs> Man, I've heard that for years. I'm starting Monday. <laughs> no, but it is, you know. But it costs, does it not? It does cost. You say, you know, uh, our daughter's wedding is coming up, and you need to fit in that suit one way or another. Well, I've learned this. Usually the tailor can't make the suits bigger. Unless they'd taken it in earlier, you know. No, it, it, it costs. But what's the, what's the payment? More energy? I mean, higher quality of life, honestly? More efficiency in other areas? It, it, health is a good thing. I'd be remiss not to say that. It's worth investing in if you you take care of yourself. Man, I don't know. I just really like my titus. Well, I do too. And I know I enjoy them better if I've not ate a whole box one after another. I tell you, I tried that one time. I did, I did, I, I went for it. And then I, I made I, I said to Don, I said, I've never eaten another donut the rest of my life. I'm done. Liar, liar. I lied. I ended up eating another donut. But it was a challenge. Uh, finances. Finances. That Listen, let me put it this way. Not finances, but let's say retirement. How many of you realize that if the Lord tarries, you may get older? How many of you realize, well, I'm already there? So. This is on, this is true, and I need to say this for the younger generation. I need to say this for the younger crowd. I need to say it. So you older folks, just hang with me. Hopefully you'll nod your head and say, that's true, that's true. Hopefully you agree with me. But you know, uh, to the younger folks right now who have energy, who have time, but no money, (laughs) now's your opportunity to get to work. Now's your opportunity to learn to be a good steward, to pay the price. Not spend all your money on video games and everything else that wastes your money here and there. And, hey, making all those contracts where they suck the money out of your banking account without you knowing anything about it or forgetting about it. I didn't realize I had that app, had to pay for that app, had to pay for that app, had to pay for that app. Well, yeah, yeah, somebody's paying for it. How many of you ever check your bank statement and say, what? I didn't know I was paying that. And then they raise it on you and they don't tell you. Serious XM. I got serious with them. I'm telling you, I've got serious with them a couple times. Yeah, they want direct access to your checking account. Well, they can forget that loud noise. Now, here's the deal. But the reality is this. The reality is this. When you're young's the time to prepare for when you get older. That's just the reality. And so what are you going to... You're going to have to decide. Hey, is... Is having a stable retirement when I'm older a valuable enough enough pearl for me, or do I wanna do I wanna enjoy the pearls of the present and sacrifice the pearl of the future? Okay, I'm not spending a whole lot of time. I'm no Dave Ramsey or nothing like that, but that's just a reality. We're talking about there's a there's a principle here. That Jesus mentions, it's the secret of life, it really is. Learning to exchange uh, the valuable for the more valuable. Or I could say the less valuable for the most valuable. That's life. The Olympic athlete, in his mind, a medal or a gold medal is his precious pearl. And so he sacrifices, he exchanges much to go after that. That's just life. People who, uh, people who uh, uh, go to school to become doctors, man, they give up a lot to go through the program to study. And for six, eight, ten years, some of them, and they finally get that Ph.D. I mean, hey, they exchanged a lot of pearls for the pearl of great price of having that knowledge and that ability to help people in a greater capacity. I mean, that's a great deal. And by the way, some of you are thankful They did. This is a lesson I learned, though. I did learn this. Do you know what you call a medical student who graduates at the bottom of his class? Doctor. I don't, I, that encouraged you, didn't it? Didn't it? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so we'll move on. I never tell that when I'm in the hospital to people. <laughs> that is not. <clears throat> you know, sometimes, though, Sometimes people invest in these things that they think are valuable. It's a pearl of great price to them. But it's not. And No matter how much they convince themselves, the day will come when they discover it's not. Did anybody pay attention to that Alexander Murdoch case? Okay, if you didn't, this, this maniac attorney... Uh, Murdered his wife. Had a lot of fraud. And it appears that money was behind it all. Money. That was the wrong way about it. Well, he's spending a life sentence in prison. Yes, it is. Uh, He's discovered that uh, what he thought he was exchanging for what he thought was a valuable pearl Financial security, going about it the wrong way, backfired. But a lot of people do that. They give themselves to things. You know, here's the deal. Even if we went about it the right way and we became financially secure, and we did develop a marriage that was joyful and Good, good memory. We have got good memories. If we get all of that, but we miss this one thing, this one pearl, because nothing exceeds this one pearl. If we get all of these worldly things, but we don't get this one pearl, it profits us nothing. Jesus said in Mark eight thirty eight. What shall it profit you if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul? Your soul is a pearl of great price. And it will spend eternity somewhere. God's word said it will either spend eternity in heaven or hell. Let me ask you this. If you understood, if you understood that Man, I'm on my way to hell, but if I can pay enough money, if, if $10 million would get me out of hell, how many would, if you, if you, if that was the only thing that would get you out of hell, $10 million, how many you think you could, and you had like 10 years to earn it, how many would get with it? Anybody? Two people? Four? Have I lost the crowd? I just we need to play pretend for a minute, okay? Just Well I'm a Bible doctorate and I know what I'm talking about, and you're totally wrong, preacher. But I need you to pretend for the illustration's sake. Just come on now. We're pretending that. Okay, we understand we're on our way to hell, and there's, there's only one way to get out of hell, and that's to pay $10 million, and I've got 10 years to come up with $10 million. I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I will be doing whatever it takes to get $10 million. If that's what it cost, I'd be doing whatever it took. If they said, you got to climb Mount Everest, get me up there. I mean, hey, hey, if they said you got to go all the way around the globe, well, I'm on my way yesterday. If that was the only way to get myself out of hell, I'm telling you that's what I would do. Because we're talking forever, 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 forever in a place called hell. Now, come on. That's a no-brainer. Is, are, you, are you that important to yourself? Well, I believe I'm going to be annihilated Danger, danger, warning, Buck Rogers, danger. That's a, that's a dangerous thought. God's word tells us otherwise. God's word has been proven. God cannot lie. There is a hell. And God has no desire that any of us go there. But the reality is this. Well if I had to pay and I could pay I would pay but the reality is I can't pay my way out of hell I can't earn my way to heaven I can't win the applause of the world and that be good enough to get me to heaven oh no I do not have the ability and the reality is you don't either nobody And the world has that ability. And that is why God, who so loved the world, gave his only begotten Son. That whosoever would believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is why Jesus had to go to the prison gate, unlock it, and tell the warden their sentences have been paid in full. They are now able to release. But he won't force any of you out. You see, the greatest decision you and I have ever made, if you've made it, is that decision to receive him as your Savior. You see, the parable, ladies and gentlemen, the parable is talking about his church. See, there's a distinction between the treasure in the field, which is prior to this and this parable. This parable deals with one gem. And what is the one gem? Husbands, love your wives as Christ so loved the church and gave himself for it. A church is a called-out assembly. And the day will come when those who gladly, don't miss this, When those who gladly received him as their Savior will be caught up. And guess what? We'll be assembled. And we're called the church. That's the church. That's his bride. Right now, there's a lot of local churches. But the day will come, there'll be that one assembly. Red and yellow, black and white. I mean... My friends from Africa, I said, I said, look me up when you get to heaven. I'll be looking you up. I mean, it's going to be awesome. We're going to see brothers and sisters in Christ from all around the world that knew the same Savior you and I knew. We're going to get into glory, and we're all part of that same family, same body, same bride. Cost the same price for each one of us. The blood of Jesus Christ purchased this pearl of great price. You know what's amazing? The world doesn't see this pearl as great, having great value, but he did. He sees every individual that's gladly received him with great value. But I say this, ladies and gentlemen, because I know you got food on your mind. I can smell it through the doors. <laughs> I say this. If you have received him as your Savior, you have received that pearl of great price. And you didn't have to do a thing to earn it. All you had to do is by faith. Jesus said, I come to seek and to save sinners, people who knew they needed mercy. And if you fit that category, you qualify. You qualify. Now here's the deal. The next thing for those of you that are saved, here it is, it's real simple. It's real simple. Don't miss this, okay? What is the most important thing I can do now? The most, the most valuable pearl that, I'll, that I, sh- I should be willing, and it'd be worth exchanging all other things for, is a good relationship with Jesus Christ while I'm on this earth. You think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were glad they had a good relationship with God when they were thrown in the fiery furnace? You think old Daniel was glad he had a good relationship with God when he was thrown in the, in the lion's den? You think Paul and Silas were glad they had a good relationship with God when they were put in the deep prison of Philippi? Absolutely. By the way, do you think the Philippian jailer was glad that Paul and Silas had a good relationship with Christ? Absolutely, he got saved. You see, that's so important because if you have a good relationship with Jesus Christ, guess what else? It has a valuable effect on everybody around you. Everybody around you. It not only sustains you, nourishes you, encourages you, strengthens you. Oh, his presence is with you. Oh, but God uses you to touch the lives of others, and there are people that can come to that salvation because you said, you know what? I'm not going to give up my t- testimony for alcohol and drugs I'm not, or even worldly pleasure. I'm not giving it up because I know I need the Lord and I know my family needs the Lord and I know my friends need the Lord and I know the people that I'll come in contact need the Lord and I will not be able to help them at all if I give up my testimony for pleasure for sin, for a little cheap artificial pearl that has no meaning no and last, no lasting value. But to say, I'm all in. No, I, I'll pay the price. I'll go to church on Sunday because I know I need to be around God's people. Hello? I'm going to read my Bible regularly because I want to hear from God because that's how he talks to me, his Word. I'm going to talk to him daily to let him know I'm aware of his presence and let him know I need him. I'm going to even let him evaluate my own heart so I can take care of the hypocrisy and the pride and the selfishness that arises so often. Oh, I know you don't have that problem, but, you know, uh, to deal with that stuff because I want my heart to be right with God. Hello? Because I've learned this. If you keep that cared for, he takes care of everything else. It doesn't mean you won't go through storms, but the beauty is you'll go through the other side too. When Jesus sent the disciples out on the sea without himself, they obeyed him and followed his will and got in that boat. But man, little did they know they were going into a storm for obeying the Lord. But the beauty is this, Jesus showed up, calmed the storm, and they got to know more about Jesus than they did before. And when their faith was lacking, his faithfulness never lacked, never lacked not once. Well, we better land this thing. Haven't struck oil in 30 minutes, quit boring, right? (laughs) What's your pearl of great price? What are you giving yourself to right now? What are you investing yourself in? Man, I want to get this house. I want this car. I want this boat. I'm not against those things at all. I enjoy the the finer things a lot. I do. But please don't sacrifice the most valuable pearl for all those things, because you're going to lose them all. And the one thing that will remain—none of those things are you can count on either. Even if you go after good health, man, that's not, I mean, here's a guy that works to get good health, and then he dies of a heart attack at the, you know, at the age of 40. And he gets into glory and says, you know, I could have been eating donuts and pizza all I wanted, and I... live for God. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, bless the message. Thank you for your word. We're thankful for this church that you have raised up, you have established. We're grateful, Lord, that you count it as a pearl of great price. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let me ask this question. With every head bowed every, head bowed, and every eye closed, let me ask this question. If you're not 100% certain that heaven would be your home when you die... Friend, I would like to pray for you. I really would like to pray for you. You'd say, Preacher, I I I don't want to die and go to hell, but I am not sure that I'll go to heaven. If you'll slip your hand up so I can see it, I will pray for you. Is there anybody like that in this room? Would you lift your hand? Okay. Okay. Are there any others that say, that's me, preacher? Pray for me. Pray for me. I'm just not certain that I'll go to heaven. I'd like to, but I'm not sure pray for me. Would you lift your hand? Anybody like that? Any others? Any others? Let me ask this question, okay? How many of you can say, I know I'm saved. I know I'm on my way to heaven. I know that Jesus paid for my sins, and I've trusted Him. Could you lift your hand? Isn't that, isn't that a wonderful thing to be able to do that? That's awesome. Maybe the Lord has spoke to you as a believer about what you're, what you're giving your life for. What you're living your life for. Maybe you've learned through experience, as many of us have. There are a lot of, not everything that glitters is gold. There are a lot of pearls out there that are really artificial. One thing about that pearl of great price, the the merchant knew the difference. He knew the difference. Lord, may you bless our invitation. May you minister to us and help us to be a church, Lord God that pursues you. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Brother Brian, come on up and lead us in a song of